This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Danny Kavanagh. It's Thursday, the 22nd of July. In your Sport Today, the winner is Brisbane. An Aussie show jumper is suspended. The Bucks win the NBA and Stark scorches the Windies. This is your Sport Today. Danny, we got to start with Brisbane being awarded the 2032 Summer Olympics yesterday in Tokyo. Those in Queensland, they'll be all over the travel plans of Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. She caused a stir when she decided to zip over to Tokyo for the vote. Well, it wasn't for nothing. Brisbane confirmed as the third Australian city behind Melbourne in 1956 and Sydney in 2000 host the Olympics. Yeah, it's great news for Australia, Sam, and I'm sure it'll make Anastasia's two-week quarantine when she comes back home a little more easier. Now, Brisbane was the only candidate, but it wasn't a sure thing. That's why Palaszczuk made the trip to make certain, apparently. But when the votes were tallied, 72 of the 77 votes actually came in yes. The key to securing the vote was the financial guarantees from the three levels of government and, of course, the sunny, brizzy weather. It's probably why it took less than half an hour to decide. Hosting the Olympics doesn't come cheap, though, Danny. It's set to cost about $5 bucks, but that should be offset by domestic sponsorship, ticket sales and the IOC chipping in a bit. Keep in mind the Tokyo Games are going to cost around $15 billion, but that's been inflated by COVID. There were great scenes at live sites around Brisbane yesterday when it was announced, fans cheering, colourful fireworks, and the broadcast even showed the PM giving it the two thumbs up. 2030 can't come quick enough, Danny. Yeah, I love Palaszczuk's elbow high fives. She really wanted to hug someone, didn't she? But COVID. <laughs> Today's trivia question, Brisbane will become the what number global city to host the Summer Games? The answer will be at the end of today's show. Staying with the Olympics in Tokyo, where the big talking point has been about COVID. Well, Danny, actually, you could probably say that's the case about anywhere in the world. But all eyes have been on how many positive cases are picked up each day. And yesterday, an Australian tested positive, but not for COVID. Show jumper Jamie Kamond tested positive for cocaine and has been provisionally suspended and kicked off the team. Yeah, his Olympics are over before he even gets in the saddle. Kamon was actually told on Tuesday night that a drug test after a show jumping event back on June 26 picked up cocaine in his system. That's not good. And he has come out since saying he's upset and remorseful and that the positive test was likely from a single use of the drug at a social event. Obviously, Sam, cocaine is on the WADA banned drug list and Kamon now faces a four-year ban. He was actually meant to be making his Olympic debut at Tokyo. And yeah, that won't be happening this time around. But his very inclusion on the equestrian team had raised some eyebrows earlier. Yeah, so world number 59, Rowan Willis, was overlooked for Olympic selection. Instead, he was named as a reserve as selectors picked three riders with much lower rankings, including Kamond, who ranks in at 1,013th. Kamond has sponsorship links to one of the selectors, Stephen Lamb, who even stepped aside when it came to picking Kamond because of the conflict of interest. It's now being decided whether Kamond can be replaced. The show jumping starts on August 6th, so there is some time, but it won't be Willis. He said he won't travel to Tokyo. It's a strange one, Danny, and capped off a mixed opening day for the Aussies at the Games. 
Yeah, our softballers, the Aussie Spirit, they lost to Japan 8-1 in the game's first event. But don't worry, they vowed to live up to their name and come back out and show some spirit for the rest of the Olympics. But it was better news for our Matildas last night. They beat New Zealand 2-1. Tamika Yellop and Sam Kerr scored to end a five-match winless streak. Go the girls. Speaking of winless streaks, Danny, uh, Sweden snapped the USA's 44-match unbeaten run with a 3-0 win in the women's football. The Matildas are in the same group and play Sweden on Saturday, so things just got very, very interesting. Danny, now time for a shameless plug of our upcoming Olympic show, the Tokyo Sprint. It starts on Friday and gives you all the big news, key times, and the medal tally in around three minutes every morning of the Games. You can find it in the Sport Today feed, so make sure you're following that one. Danny, as the saying goes, good things come to those who wait, and Milwaukee Bucks fans were made to wait 50 years between NBA titles. Yesterday, the Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns to win the championship for the first time since 1971, with All-Star Center Giannis Antetokounmpo named the most valuable player. Sam, he's quite fittingly known as the Greek freak, and he scored a huge 50 points in Game 6 to take out the best of seven series, four games to two. It was a pretty close game all the way through, the deciding factor being Antetokounmpo's free throws shooting. He's been having an awful time of it, even being mocked by rival fans. But in Game 6, he hit 17 from 19 free throws. Talk about handling the pressure well. And now while Aussie fans are getting locked down, the stadium in the States are a completely different story. There was a full house inside. Apparently, there was also 65,000 fans outside the stadium cheering the Bucks home. They were incredible scenes, Danny. One for the stats nerds like me, uh, Arta de Kumpo is now the only player to record 50 points, 10 rebounds and 5 blocks in a finals game. So yeah, I think he deserves the MVP. There's a great video doing the rounds of Antetokounmpo ordering exactly 50, not 49, not 51, exactly 50 chicken nuggets at drive-thru. He hadn't slept at that point. We'll pop a link in the episode notes. Back home in Australia, Danny, COVID has made a mess of sports schedules. Each day a team or even a whole competition could be on the move, and that's again happened this week with South Australia going into lockdown and forcing the footy and netball teams out of there. Yeah, it's changing daily, Sam, and you've got to feel for our netballers. They've been in hubs all over the country, from Queensland to Victoria to South Australia, and now they're heading back to Queensland. But actually, not everyone got out of Adelaide initially. The Giants stayed behind because they've been linked to exposure sites in Melbourne. Their arch rivals, the Swifts, made it out, but they had to leave their head coach, Bryony Ackle, and their physio behind too for the same reason. The news came through late yesterday, and the Giants have been cleared by the state government. So they flew to Queensland to join the other seven clubs. Yeah, Ackle and the physio are still in Adelaide. Uh, there isn't a full fixture for this weekend's Super Netball matches, but there is for the AFL after some reshuffling midweek. The Adelaide Oval was meant to host two matches, but now they'll be played at Marble Stadium in Melbourne. If you're like me and you're a bit lost about who's playing who this weekend, there's a link in the episode notes to the latest AFL fixture. Danny, Australia's men's cricketers might have gone down in a T20 series, but they started the one-day series in style with a big 133-run win over the West Indies yesterday. Yeah, Sam, it's not a bad start to the captaincy career of Alex Carey. The win was down to the fast bowlers. Mitch Stark took five wickets and Josh Hazelwood claimed three as the Aussies bowled out the Windies for 123. 
In his first game as captain, Carey Top scored with 67, filling in for regular skipper Aaron Finch, who has a knee injury. It's an impressive display by the Aussies. They're missing about a dozen first-choice players, so it gives new players a chance to show what they've got on the big stage. Absolutely, Danny. Uh, opening batter Josh Philippi is one to keep an eye out for. Uh, the second one day is on Friday morning here in Australia. And as we record, Danny, the first game of the 100 is being played in England. The 100 is the latest form of cricket designed to attract new audiences. It was invented by the ECB over there. It's pretty funky. and We'll bring you more about it tomorrow. Time for Catch This, Danny, a look at what caught our eye or what's coming up. And we've got some more Aussie Olympics action today. The softball is back in action against Italy at 4 p.m. The Oli Roos against Argentina at 9.30 tonight. You can watch that on the 7 Network. Danny, what do you got? Sam, I'm going to keep to the Olympic spirit and suggest that everyone go out and watch Naomi Osaka's Netflix documentary. It shares the highs and lows of the life of a young tennis star and how she copes with the weight of international celebrity. Perfect for all those stuck in lockdown. Nice one, Danny. The answer to today's trivia question, Brisbane will be the 24th global city to host a Summer Olympic Games. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Catch you tomorrow.